0: What's up, everyone? and Welcome to the week 14 edition of the Splitting Uprights podcast. I've got Sandy with me. I've got Mr. Stone Hall with me. I'm Drew, and we're here talking about the NFL. We'll also hit on college a little bit after our app. But first, we'll talk about NFL. But before we can even start talking about the NFL, Sandy, we have to start with the best and worst of the weekend. So, what yeah. do you first,
1: Sandy? We do, the worst? Uh, I don't have many bests this weekend. I guess you can call it a best. Maybe you would call it a worst for a lot of people, especially the Hendricks football team, because I got promoted to running backs coach. And I think that's a worst for a lot of people, especially the running backs, if you ask them. So there's one worst. Uh, the second worst, a buddy of mine sent me a link today. Uh, Vice uh, did an exclusive piece, essentially saying that Pornhub, was going to have to take down every single video that wasn't uploaded by a their own channel or like their member-affiliated programs, which essentially will take out the amateur section, which takes out my third side hustle. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be broke <laughs> after uh, five or six weeks. Um, so you I'm have to go
2: get on this recording and lie.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Stone. That's the worst, truth. Also, the Patriots.
0: We'll we'll get to that, sir. Stone, <laughs> I want to hear your best and worst first.
2: So, I'm going with Arsenal this Oof. week. And that's a worst because they look horrible. They look like they don't like the coach. They don't like each other. And they don't have a system in place where they can kind of get a flow of the game. Stone, today. you
1: see the red card? You see Jocka His – his red. Yeah. You see, Alinny, he show, didn't sit
2: off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. So it was that know. was annoying. But I, I understand why he reacted like that, but he can't react like that. No. So it was just all around a bad game. Also, my next worst, which some people would say it's the best, but I would call them idiots because the Cowboys won. And the team that they beat was not only a worse team, it was the team that was right ahead of them in the standings when it comes to the draft order. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm not upset. Like, it's, it's good to win games. But at this point, it's pack it in, boys. It's time to get that third pick. And you, you mess around and won, which I will say it's kind of a best because Andy Dalton got to go back home and get a dub. So that was, that was pretty cool. But other than that, it's, it's all L's this weekend for Stony Boy.
0: It sounds like it's all L's around for the entire podcast crew. Come on. It's it's the Christmas season. We're supposed to be happy, supposed to be joyful. Um, we got another week, son. <laughs> we got another week. Next week is only positive vibes. But I got a, I got a best, obviously, my best. You know, the, the state of Indiana is buzzing right now when it comes to football, at least. Notre Dame, uh, ranked number two right now in the country. They do play Clemson this weekend. So next weekend, it might be some, some um, you know, negative vibes. But as of right now, only positive vibes. Uh, I'm on a real high for Notre Dame, so shout out to them. The Colts stomped the Raiders, Sandy. They stomped the Raiders uh, pretty bad, you know, basically giving us that final push, hopefully, to a playoff spot, securing it. Next week will go a long ways. But I do have a worst, and it is fantasy football. And in a, in a, in a money league I'm in, I was in first place, and uh, I was playing the second-place team. We both had the same record, but I had more points for, so I was I was better. And a uh, couple things that happened. Uh, I needed, I needed, obviously I wanted to win the game. He, his tight end is Austin Hooper, who is out not playing right now for the Browns. So I needed a couple of things. Well, I had Corey Davison and he fumbled in the last couple of minutes of the game, lost me 1.1 points. Had, I started Mike Williams this week. He had, uh, he got hurt pretty early in the game, got me zero points. I was like, all right, you know, still, still close. I can still overcome this. Well, then I went, into the afternoon games and I had Josh Jacobs in my lineup. Well, he was, he was activated and I was like, oh, perfect. Josh Jacobs. Now he's playing the Colts, tough matchup, but I'll play him. And he did the whole thing and said, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm activated, but I'm not playing. So I took him out. I had Raheem Mostert. Mostert burned me last week. I was like, I can't trust Mostert. So I went and picked up Ty Johnson. Well, then Frank Gore, Frank Gore was, was uh, activated with a concussion. Surprise, surprise. And then I put in Jamal Williams thinking Green Bay Packers played the worst team in the NFL uh, as against running backs. I was like, all right, perfect. I still win this game. Well, both Raheem Muster and Jacob scored eight points. Uh, Jamal Williams only scored 3.8. I'm still down. But Sunday night football happens, and I have Deontay Johnson playing. I'm only down, I think at the time, I was only down like nine points no, no, I was down seven points. I needed Deontay Jordan to score Deontay Johnson to score eight points. Dude scores six points. I lose by two. <sighs> fantasy football, man. Fantasy football is killing me. I know that was a long, drawn-out story, but I just I just wish fantasy football was a lot easier. It definitely yep. it definitely aged me uh, multiple years this year. This year was a very stressful year.
1: Yeah, Deontay Johnson thought the football was a mixtape. He was dropping that thing all over the place. He
0: had, he had, I think he had seven total targets. He caught four balls for forty yards. Only got me six points. I was just, oh, yeah. come on. He and Eric Ebron
1: have a drop party every week. Every week, yeah. man. Horrible. Week. He,
0: he could be. He, in my opinion, he be great. My, he is the best receiver on that team. In oh my yeah. Opinion, but it, the drops just. Just kill him. Just kill him. Juju, Juju in that case would be Juju is the best receiver dude, on that. He's team. a good route runner,
1: and if he gets the ball in his hands, dude, he's problems. Pookie was right about Deontay Johnson. Yeah,
0: DeAndre Johnson is for sure the best player on the team, uh, or best receiver. Excuse me, best receiver. Okay. Best receiver. My bad. My bad. But because of his drops, he's not as good. But let's 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 jump into these games. Sandy, I want to start with your team. Yeah, I, we dude, got to,
1: we got. I have a couple observations, Drew. One, okay, let's be honest. The Patriots didn't do anything different than what they, we thought they did. They can't throw the ball. We try to run the ball. And, okay, the Rams' defense has been propelling them through this year. There are times where their offense looks pretty solid. And like we said last week, they go as Jared Goff goes. Um, but the thing is, you notice when you watch the Rams and it's not as big a surprise, everyone. Guys, Aaron Donald is the most disruptive player I've ever seen play defense, no doubt. The only other person I can think of who's ever been as disruptive to another team's offense is J.J. Watt back in his prime, and he's not there anymore. But Lawrence I really Taylor. don't... Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. We want to lot for Lawrence Taylor, oh. but Lawrence Taylor and Aaron Donald is almost in that same depth. If he wins DPOY this year, that's his third. He's only twenty nine years old. He may go on and win four. He is even if he doesn't win it, it should be him because he's he is the he might be the best player in the NFL at his position, except for Justin Tucker. Eat that non kickers.
0: Young Young Waku is, is. I'm just kidding. In fantasy, <laughs> yes. um, but uh, but yeah, no, I. I was very excited for this game, and about I don't know halfway through the first quarter, I was like, ah, "I think this might be a bloodbath." Not what we thought. Yeah, and, and no, and no offense to the Patriots, I just they just don't have any spark. If that makes it, if their defense doesn't score points for them or their special teams, they just can't well,
1: do it. Our biggest playmaker was a thirty-four, is a thirty-four-year-old Julian Edelman, who's on injury reserve most of the time nowadays. Okay, given we threw a pick six in the, in the red zone, things could have been different. We could have been trailing by three at halftime, but instead it is it is what it was. It was like 17 to three. So, little things here and there hit us. But, yeah, at the end of the day, we're not a good football team. So, if only we were worse, we'd have a draft pick near the Cowboys.
0: Oh, well, I mean, hey, and the crazy thing is, is they still have a chance to make the playoffs. I saw a thing today. Yes. They need – I don't know who – they need someone to lose the next three out of four games, and then they need two teams to lose the next two out of four games, and all of them happened.
1: All last three uh, games were all divisional opponents.
0: Yeah. It, it's going to be tough. Uh, I don't see them making the playoffs. I think you I think you said it best. You guys are going to be picking between 12 and 19 next year. Um, yeah. Hey, but shout-out to okay. Cam Akers for having a – Oh, my gosh. He, he's, he's stapling himself as the best running back for the Rams and potential future back yeah. for them. At least until his rookie contract's done, and then they might move on. But as of right now, Game Makers is is number one for them. Uh, But staying in the AFC East.
1: One thing real quick, again, about the Rams. Uh, You know, when Sean McVay came in, it was this offensive revolution. We're talking about him as this quarterback whisperer. Credit to Sean McVay for realizing the strength of his team and building around it because that defense is what gets them going. And they've structured the offense behind that. And that's why I think they are where they are right now. So he he makes a big call in firing Wade Phillips. He brings in a new, a new hot young defensive coordinator, another young hot guy on that staff. It's a bunch of young hot guys. So, yeah, dude, I'm excited about the Rams going forward.
0: If, if Sandy was on that roster, he would be. It would not be a
1: hot young guy party. No, anymore. no, no,
0: not not on not on the coaches. I'm talking about like if you were for some reason on the Rams, you would be very distracted and, and oh teams. yeah, Sandy oh, would God. never get anything done. Um, but say in the AFC East, uh, the Dolphins played a really good game against the Chiefs. Now, I don't know. Like, to, hey, this is Tua's breakout game. Tua had himself a game, 316 yards throwing, two touchdowns. i had been a Tua hater in the past. I will not deny that, but he came out and balled out now. I, I don't know how much. It, it was the, cheap, the Dolphins defense is a real deal. I, I'll say this. The Dolphins oh, defense t- kept them in the game.
1: Two of those Mahomes picks were off deflections.
0: And, well, the, and two of his pick was too.
1: Yeah, and, and one of them though was a bad throw. He left it high. I think it was Sherman. Or it may have been Kelsey, but yeah. I,
0: hey this, this was a this was a playoff game. I mean, it's simple as that. The Dolphins are a playoff team. They proved it this week.
1: Um not I mean, after this week. Patriots gonna sure. get him.
0: But <laughs> I, I think the I think the missing Devontae Parker. Was huge. They don't have a dominant receiver. Parker was out, and and Preston Williams were out. Their two top targets. Gasecki got hurt, but Gasecki is, is is a freaking beast at tight end. Yes,
1: to. Penn Jeez. State baby.
0: Like he, they he got another amazing. one coming out. Yep. Exactly. So now Stone, I know we talked last week about you weren't you weren't set on a front runner for the uh, Super Bowl. Do the is this Chiefs win help you like have them be the front or are you still in question?
2: I'm still questioning a lot of things about the NFL right now because the Chiefs seem like the Chiefs their defense is the problem for me now they have the special teams they have the offense but it's like and I know Mahomes is just he's the real deal but it's like after last year's magical run it's like can that continue can he do that again where they get down all these points in these games and then they come back so it's like I don't know if they're going to be able to just beat up on people in the playoffs the playoffs are a different beast so they they still worry me a little bit as well so I would say they I would say they are technically the front runner based off of I guess record but and they were the Super Bowl champs last year but other than that I'm like I don't know right now because I'm not confident in a lot of teams and I see a lot of flaws out there and I can see how teams will get beat in the playoffs.
0: Well, you want to know crazy stat off the Chiefs game, the leading rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs to re-kill 32 yards. So I, I think they're getting away from the rushing game, which is gonna hurt them. Um, now I, I I don't think CHE is a hundred percent at the moment, and so that's 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 a reason why, but you have Le'Veon Bell as your back of bat I think, I think they need to lean a little bit more on the run just to take the pressure off of Mahomes. But I still think Mahomes can do it any day with, with weapons like Kelsey and, and Phil.
1: Andy, Andy Reid goes to bed at night praying that his team starts the game behind by double digits just so he has a reason to air it out every single play. Because yeah. when the Chiefs go behind by, ten, by two possessions, that's when they start going crazy, except for the Raiders game earlier this year. I had that voice scared, but I really think that you really, it's kind of like in hockey back in the day, you didn't want to get a lead by three or four goals because then the other team would just start hitting you and they would call it gong show because everyone was getting lit up. But to me, when you play the chiefs, if you have a, a, three point lead, you want to really try to keep it at three points and not get it to 10. So they don't just open it up and go, know how fast and try to keep it at three points. Maybe even make it four. Like if, if you're allowed to instead of giving a touchdown, if you can tell the referee, we don't want this to count for six, we want it to count for one, I would do that. I, I would, don't know. I don't want it to go it to was, ten points.
2: Was it wasn't it the Broncos <laughs> where they were where they were beating like the Broncos were beating them the whole game or whatever. And they just went down the field and scored it, it might have been the Raiders game.
0: Like it's they the Raiders. That, that's they went every down game. the field and,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, like, with, like, two minutes left or whatever. They went down the field and scored. Like, Travis Kelsey was wide open in the end zone. It was, yes. like, the easiest touchdown to win the game. And that made it. Oh, it was the Broncos. Know. It was the Broncos. Okay. So, it was, like – and the Broncos were, like, in that game the whole time and winning and all that. And then all of a sudden it's just, like, a bloodbath right at the end of the game where it's, like, Pat Mahomes looks like he's playing a video game on the lowest level
0: now I, I'm looking up the the chiefs record uh, schedule this year so far they have not played the toughest schedule in the in the NFL um, the, the toughest team I'm looking at right now Tampa Bay Buffalo depending on how you look and they play the Saints this week in New Orleans so like they they're not they haven't like had a prove it game I guess you could say that but they also have looked dominant in a lot of games. And I just – I don't think they've had to prove it yet. They're winning in different ways, which is, is in my opinion, is scarier than, than just, you know, beating everyone. I, I think last year they had some more – they had tougher games. And they, they still end up, I think, what, 12-4 and four at the end of the year. So.
1: I'll tell you this though, Drew, they can light up the scoreboard, but they have a team coming up in two weeks that thrives in garbage time, the Falcons. Yay. So if they get a big one on the Falcons, watch out, because Matt Ryan's going to throw for 205 minutes. last two
0: yep. games, Falcons, Chargers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, Justin Herbert gets a shot again at the Chiefs. Watch out. Watch I, saw out. A, I
2: saw a meme of the of the Falcons and the, uh, and the Chargers, the it was the two Spider-Men. Because <laughs> <laughs> they always find ways to lose in the worst ways. So.
0: Listen, I, I've never I've never called a tie in my life before, but I, I almost was tempted to say that the Falcons Chargers were going to tie because I didn't think either of them would want to win that game. They would just somehow win
1: that game. jerseys look really good, bro. Man,
2: I th- so, like, in fantasy, I traded Cooper Cup and somebody else. I think mean, it was Cooper Cup and David Johnson for Keenan Allen, and that has turned into a wonderful deal because – Justin Herbert's playing out of his mind, and
0: he loves Keenan Allen. Hey, Keenan Allen's season and potential. Well, I don't know, I want to I don't want to say career, but season was saved because of Ty, because of Tyrod's lung getting collapsed. Because no offense to Tyrod. Tyrod cannot support a number one receiver, and that's what Keenan Allen is. We're seeing obviously Justin Herbert is able to do that. So Man. shout out to that. That that even though it's terrible what happened, Keenan Allen needs to give that guy a good Christmas gift.
1: Don't call it an accident.
0: <laughs> because Tyron um would not have been able to help Keenan Allen right. do what he's done
1: this year. Are we all in agreement though that Anthony the has gone after this year? Yes. He's gotta be. Exactly. And it's
2: not because he's a great guy and you see all the ESPN specials on him and you hear all this good yeah. stuff.
1: Great, great dude. Great dude.
2: And he is a good coach. It's not he's like he's a bad coach. It's just it's an, it's just not working out. Yeah. It's agreed. It's not you, it's me type of um,
0: mentality. Um well, Derrick Henry, he had himself another good weekend. Two hundred fifteen yards on the ground, oh two touchdowns. God. We're not gonna spend much time on this game. Wait, um,
1: Drew, you call him Derrick Henry? What's his name? You say it. Drew, he looked pretty Derrick hungry to me. Last <laughs> week,
0: he did. He had himself a a monster game, and I mean, everyone knew it was coming. They were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, again, not gonna stand this game long. Stone already had his words. Shout out to Andy Dalton for winning the game. Um, not shout out to the Cowboys for winning the game. Uh, but <clears throat> let's move on to a game with some big playoff implications. The Bucs take on the Vikings. I don't know what to think of this Bucks team because they should be a lot better than what they are, but uh, they're not a good football team. And I, Ronald Jones is really good. He's having himself a, a breakout season, but – Besides that, I know, I know Stone had a, had a stat, of Tom Brady, how he's – what did you, you tell us about earlier? He's
2: 30 and 11, which the 11 is a little bit alarming, but 30 touchdowns and 11 picks, I mean, he's approaching – he's getting into the area where he's coming into, like, his second statistics-wise mm-hmm. when it comes to touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, he's coming into the area where it's like he's, he's going into the, his second-best season when it comes to those numbers.
1: He's not so touched in 2009. Was,
2: oh, no, he'll never know. No. He's a – like, if you go look at his stats and you just – not to be perfectly factual on the math, math, if you just go down the list, he's like a 28-touchdown guy. So he's already past the 28. So he's, he's having a good year when it comes to those numbers. Now, if, you watch the, if you've watched the games, you can tell there's some bad things. Like, this past game, buddy. He missed. He panicked and missed Chris Godwin yes. wide open for like an 80-yard touchdown. So he's he's got some weird things going on with that. But like when it comes to just pure stats, if you're just looking at that, he's having a good year for what Tom Brady is kind of used to.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, Sandy did not say this as as his worst, but Week 14 was oh a death sentence for
1: NFL. badly for kickers Drew. And we should note. That as we're recording, the Browns and Ravens are playing, and just a few minutes ago, Cody Parkey missed from 39 yards out. So bad week for kickers with Dan Bailey missing four yesterday, including an extra point. One of them was a 54-yarder, but he put that thing in the uh, in the next area code. So all yeah. I saw,
0: all I saw on Sunday was uh, the memes or the videos of Madden kickers. Going all the way to the left, or all the way to the right, <laughs> at full power, and that's what they're saying. Dan Bailey's game, yeah. which it sucks because this weekend was such a big weekend for kicker, for kickers in general, because of the uh, uh, Vanderbilt's kicker, Sarah Fuller, was right. the first female to score a game or to score in a uh, power, or power,
2: power five power game. Practice. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. So huge weekend for kickers, but it is, um, it's tainted a little bit by the NFL because NFL kickers were not professional. So Dan Bailey had a terrible game, but. Dalvin cook, although I think the offensive player of the year award is going to go to Devonte Adams. Cause he's having an amazing, amazing season, but Dalvin cook should be number two on the list because he's having a great season as well. Um, Kirk cousins, him and a, the way he looks with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, like, <laughs> Hey, they look like a, they, their offense is, is very good. They're just not a very good football team. Uh, if I think if, this time next year, if they're around the same record, watch out. Mike Zimmer might be gone. Just
2: saying. I will say this since we have CD, the Cowboys, <clears throat> I'm not going to say that was a bad pick, but I'm also not going to say that Justin Jefferson is he's he, he might he's he's probably the
1: best. I, I'd say they're stone, you know, they're, they're they have different skill sets. Like Henry Regs is a different receiver from yeah, these yeah. other guys, but. All the SEC guys knew if you're talking about the two best receivers coming in this draft, we I was hiring Judy and Jefferson because you saw that every week in the SEC. Well, I, would, you I was you couldn't miss.
2: I was on the Lamb train from the get-go and people tried to tell him me yeah. people tried to tell me Hollywood was better than him, and I was like, All right. Hollywood is fast as hell. I'll give him that. He's hey, better than that, but other than that, he's he's just Lamb is is a great receiver. And I think we're not getting the flashes that he would be having, which we saw when Dak was there. I know he would have a better season if Dak was there. But I mean, Justin Jefferson—you watch him; he's got some Judy in him, and he's got some—he's—he's he's got some of the Lamb qualities as well, which makes him a whole different beast, like that uh, Kobe Bryant, Tanya West thing.
1: Yeah, he's and- a, uh, a prime. Notre Dame grabbed Kyle Rudolph back in the roster, Drew. Kirk Cousins does.
0: He does, yeah. I mean, Irv Smith's not a bad tight end, but yeah. No, he's really not. Kyle, Ru- Kyle Rudolph is just a, a giant dude that you can throw it up to in the end zone just anywhere. But, it, hey, I, the, award, the offensive rookie of the year is going to Justin Justin Herbert. It, it's as simple as that. And now him and Joe, Joe Burrow, you could make an argument, but Herbert played a full season. Justin Jefferson is – making it tougher these last couple weeks to to say it's Herbert's award. But it is his award. Um, but Jefferson is making a very strong case towards the end of this year.
2: But he would, I think he would have to have like a Derrick Henry end of the year type of yes. game, like where he goes for like 250. I mean, like he, something crazy
0: like that. He, here's the deal. Last year, jo- it was jo- Josh Jacobs won the award, but A.J. Brown had himself a monstrous end of the oh. year, and Josh Jacobs still won the award. So yeah. I, I think it's Herbert's award because he had such a good start of the year, and he's and as of right now he's played.
2: But like Jeffer the thing years. with Jefferson, Jefferson has a thousand yards
0: already. Yeah. So
2: if he has a crazy game and he gets up to like he ends the year with like fifteen hundred and say like eight or nine touchdowns, yeah. people are definitely going to look at him and be like, "Well, the Vikings aren't anything without him." Like Thielen would be doing well, but. They got rid of Diggs for this rookie and this rookie shine. So yeah. I think he would get a lot of votes, and I would not be surprised if he did have the big game and then ended up with the great stats that they did vote him as the, as the, it, as the winner.
0: It's just tough because Justin Herbert's a quarterback. If there was no quarterbacks like last year, Jefferson would have won this award already, 100%. Yeah. So that it, goes it back just... to
2: the, the Greg McElroy thing where it's yeah. like, you know, it's just people looking at stats and you ain't got people
0: exactly. watching games. 100%. But let's move on uh, to the Colts Raiders game. Again, I repeat, Sandy, the Raiders because they got bitch slapped in the face by my Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I mean, first of all, Jonathan Taylor had his rookie of the year moment because he had 20 attempts, 150 yards and two tutties. T.Y. Hilton is back and that's scary if I'm in the AFC because with a the, with, with the number one receiver now, Hilton is still not a number one like a, a top-tier number one anymore like he used to be. But two touchdowns off of five receptions. I mean, offense looked good. Obviously, our defense looked good. I don't have to repeat it. We look like a good football team, sitting at 9-4 and four. potential. Uh, we play Houston this week. I, I still think we win that game. But Colt Steelers in two weeks, baby. Watch out, Pookie. Um, but let's, let's move on because I don't want to talk about the rate. Well, actually – before we move on, fuck jocks Jacobs because that what he did was a terrible thing, was so rude. Now, I understand fantasy football like players and us, us we're terrible as well to these athletes. We care more about what they do in fantasy or more, more about like them getting certain numbers and not them winning games and taking care of themselves. But what he did was uncalled for. And I am very glad I did not pick him in a lot of leagues this year be- because of what he did to this week. So that's my two cents on Josh. I probably won't pick him in the future as well because he gets to hurt anyway, and he's a dick now. But the football team won the game. <laughs> the Washington football team won the game, which is, which is good. Um, they, they, they take sole possession of the NFC East. Uh, the Giants look terrible this weekend, so there's that. But the football team, I think, are the best team in, this, in the NFC East. I'm looking forward to them playing in a playoff game this year, at least hosting a game. Uh they probably won't win that game, but uh they will be the most competitive at the NFC East at least.
2: Shout out Cameron Cameron Curl. That? dude seventh round draft pick from Arkansas. He okay, he shined for us. Like we didn't have a lot of players under Chad Morris shine. Mm-hmm. And he actually did he was a shining spot on our team under Chad Morris. So yep. I'm glad right, he's six. I'm glad he's balling. He's, so, Brian uh, Baldinger was all over him and was, you know, raving about him. So, I'm glad he's doing a good job.
1: There you go. Yeah, Drew, they, they played the Seahawks this week. They lose, and the Eagles win. The Eagles only a half game back from the vision lead. They play each other in week 17. So, we may get year two of the NFC East being decided in week 17 in a head-to-head matchup. And so watch out, because those Eagles are looking kind of spicy.
0: Hey, if the Cowboys went out, they could even make the playoffs. The NFC yeah, is, can't have is still no. undecided at this point. Please they, God, they should, Drew, should, if please the Cowboys
1: make the playoffs, we'll move, no matter – despite COVID, despite protocols, despite country shutting down, we are moving that game to London. It's a 9 o'clock kickoff on Yahoo because no one wants to see that game. Yes, it's sir. Cowboys and Texans, cross divisional cross conference playoff game because only the AFC South and the yeah. Cowboys could be on there.
0: For sure, we definitely need to, we definitely need to have that, but yes, the uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and jump to the Eagles game because they beat the Saints. Stone did call it on our our NFL picks. It said watch out, this is a this is a game that the Eagles might win and Jalen Hurt goes out. I saw a picture of uh, Carson Wentz looking back at uh, Doug Peterson as Jalen Hurts is standing next to him and, and Peterson had this look on his eyes like, hey, bro, like you ain't safe. And I already seen the talks of potential trade spots for Carson Wentz. But
1: hey, Nick Chubb touchdown.
0: Let's freaking go. I have him in a fantasy league and I need him to <laughs> – he's going to beat me in our splitting uprights league, but I need him in another league where I'm actually in the playoffs. So let's go. I love Chubb for days. For um, Chubb or not. Yep. Chubb or Big not. Chubb. Um, but uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about this Eagles-Saints game. Um, let's talk about the Eagles side first and, and potential future of the Eagles. Do you guys think Jalen Hurts is the new starter for the Eagles for the long term? Or is it just maybe the finish out this season?
2: Sandy, you take it.
1: No, Hurts Hertz will play the rest of the season. This is good for both quarterbacks. This is great for Hurts. Uh, he he looked pretty freaking good in his debut, considering it was the number I would what I would say is probably the number one defense in the league. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, he looked good. He didn't take any sacks in that game, which is phenomenal, uh, considering Wentz takes a ton of sacks. But this is good for Wentz too, because I'm telling you, Drew that stadium in your background. I really think Carson Wentz is there next year. Bring it, it home, the baby. Colts. I really think he's there. So I, I think it's good for both quarterbacks.
2: I, I agree. It. Dude, he I, even if he doesn't leave, even if he stays in Philly, it's, it's good for the team in general. They see that the coach is not playing a favorite. And it's good for, for Wentz to realize that this is the NFL. You had a good run for a little bit. Now you need to step your game up and figure something out and get back on track.
1: It's just time. They really change. It had to happen. And I like Carson Wentz. I think he's got a ton of talent. And I yeah. hope he shines with Frank Reich in Indianapolis because I think he could. If he doesn't, he better take his ass up to Foxborough. They'll take him.
0: They'll take anyone right now because Cam Noon is yeah. not, <laughs> Cam Noon's not a good quarterback either. Yeah, right? how,
1: how bad does that look for Jade Stidham? <laughs> <laughs> We're watching that and he still can't make it.
0: Yeah. Uh, a part of me doesn't want Wentz because it's the same as Philip Rivers. As good as Phillip was with the Chargers um, – because even when the Eagles did win the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz wasn't the quarterback. Now he he led them to a great first half of the year, and and Big Dick Nick took the rest. But um, I mean, we have the old line, and Carson when we when he does have the old line, the Eagles did have he did look like a good quarterback. Um, but
1: uh, forget the offensive line. When did it go downhill for Carson Wentz? The year after the Super Bowl, when Frank Reich left. I mean, that's
0: true too. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind that. I would I would love it, and I think the Eagles stuck with Win so long because they gave so much up for him to get him at the, in the second overall as a second overall pick, uh, and they gave him that fat contract. He is now the highest paid um, backup there is, I think ever, honestly, at this point. Um, but let's talk about the Saints a little bit because they are ten and three. They lost um, the lead of the number one overall seed for the for the bye week, but I saw that. When Taysom Hill plays a competent defense, he doesn't look like a quarterback. Now, his stats, he had 291 yards throwing and two touchdowns. Don't look bad, uh, and they only lost by three. But, again, like you said, their defense is really good. Uh, The the Saints' defense is – now the Saints have Thomas and Kamara, so that kind of helps. But I don't know. It kind of puts a hiccup into what we've been saying with the Saints as in, like, they're good without Drew Brees. I don't think Taysom Hill is their starting quarterback next year. He he definitely is gonna have some packages, but he's not gonna be the starting quarterback for them. I
2: just I can't believe Jameis has not gotten any time. Like, he gets LASIK eye surgery,
0: soldier surgery.
2: Yeah. So it's 2020, 2020, Jameis Winston. Uh, Like, uh, how are we how are we not getting how are we not getting some Jameis time? He's not – okay, like, I'm not going to say he's a world beater at quarterback, but, I mean, come on. I, I think – He can make some plays.
0: I think they should at least give him an opportunity to see if he's worth re-signing for next year. They got
2: to figure it out, they, man.
1: With that defense, I'll take four touchdowns and four picks a game.
2: Tough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> give, give me a somebody – okay, Taysom is a playmaker, but it's just some of the things are just not there.
0: I just oh, – I think Taysom just has the ability with his legs to make a difference, whereas yeah. Jameis doesn't have that. But I think I think you st- I think you you still have Jameis in for some of the game and run packages with Jameis. Taysom starts and plays majority of the game, but you, you just have to see what you have in Jameis a little bit. He played h- half that game where Breeze was out. And then we haven't seen him since. So yeah. I think I mean, you give him a little bit of time. See what you have. See if you even want to resign him next year and then move on. Give the people
2: doing, what they want.
0: Well, we had a good game Sunday night football. So the people got what they want a little bit with the Bills Steelers game. Steelers are pretenders, folks. They are. They are 100% of the way. They play, they've they played two good football teams. I'm not saying they're great, but two average to good football teams. And they've lost both. Again, I'll repeat it. They play the Colts in two weeks. We'll see what happens then, but they lose again in a game. They needed to win. Uh, they lost 15, 26 to Buffalo. I don't think this makes Buffalo any better than what they were. I still think they're middle tier team. They're probably losing the divisional round. Um, but a big win for Buffalo on a Sunday night game. Um, Diggs is the only is the only bright spot i see from this entire game he he proved what he was worth in that trade and he made i think the season he's had uh has sort of solidified himself as a number one receiver and i know stone's happy about that because he's on his fantasy team right uh, right now unfortunately stone did not have the year he wanted in fantasy but Diggs was a bright spot for your team as well as this buffalo team he hit the 100 yard 100 reception mark on the year which is huge for any receiver and he was the first and only to do it so far this year. So shout out to Diggs. Um, both defenses, was a defense. Stone, you must have loved the first quarter of the game because it was the best defensive game I think we've seen all year.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, big uh, big Cat posted Big Ten energy because it was uh, it was punt, 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 turnover, punt, punt, or something like that. So it was like nothing but defense, 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 which – you can't say about the Bills a lot this year. They've been in some – they've been in some shootouts.
0: Exactly, and I – and it, I was surprised to see it on the defensive side for the Buffalo Bills, but it's a, it's really easy whenever the Steelers cannot rush the ball. I mean, their leading rusher, James Conner, with 18 attempts and – eight or 10 attempts, 18 yards. I mean, it's
1: – Against the worst rush defense in the league. yes.
0: Exactly. So it, it's tough for me to say that I think either, I think both of these teams lose to, to Cincinnati or not Cincinnati, excuse me, oh. to uh, Kansas city by 10 points. Uh, they, they just, they're good on offense. They're not great on offense. Um, and I think because the Steelers can't rush the ball, it makes it really hard for Ben and company to do what they were doing earlier this year when the Steelers were able to rush the ball. So oh. Uh, it's tough, uh, really tough for them. James,
2: so. so James Conner has been on the COVID and like the IR for recently. And this is like his first full game back. Mm-hmm. So they may get back on track with him. Benny Snell is not a bad backup running back. So I don't know. It just seems like after the, he had a good like first week or whatever. Yeah. And cause he had just taken up some time from something happened. with I can't remember what happened to Conner, but. It just seems like they don't trust him enough to give him a lot of carries so maybe they'll get back on track on the ground but yeah they've been different since it's they definitely need that run game back
0: yeah and especially in playoff football where possessions matter t- clock management matters and I think them throwing the ball as much as they've been throwing it um, will not lead to them running the you know winning the game you know take yeah. after the Colts they're saying run the damn ball um and then, as Sandy, as Sandy mentioned earlier, we're recording this during the Browns-Ravens game. It is currently 14-14, a little bit before halftime. Browns
1: defense is all over the Ravens' ass right now.
0: Yes, sir. And uh, huge playoff implications. Ravens are still trying to get in. Uh, the Browns are sitting at 9-3. With the Steelers' loss, if they win this game, they play Week 17. Could be for the division uh, lead. So watch out for that because it – Nothing would be crazier in 2020 if the Cleveland Browns won the division, so. Won the uh, Super Bowl. I I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. They're not a bad team, though, Um, but I don't – they're just not – they're missing something, and I – but –
1: It's like you watch them and you're not convinced, but they have a lot – they have the two things you need to do to win the playoffs, and yet I'm still not convinced. Now, Drew, they do finish up the season with the Giants, Jets, and you you said it, the Steelers, so – you're looking at a team that, if they win tonight, it's very realistic if they could be 13 and three going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Now that game I believe is in Cleveland, so uh, now yes. no fans it doesn't doesn't change much. No, they but, have fans. Well, okay, but no nice, not not the whole dog pound. It's not
1: the dog pound.
0: Not the dog pound, but it is still some some fans. Um, but yes, tonight's game is huge for them, and then the next, I mean, the Giants and, and Giants looked awful this week, but. Daniel Jones was on 100%. But the Giants and the uh, the Jets games should be cakewalks for them. So, yeah, it, it could definitely be interesting to see week 17, you know, the, the AFC North could come down to the wire. Um, but let's look at, Let's go ahead and look at the playoffs. Let's start in the NFC. Um, the Packers clinched uh, the division as well as a playoff berth and the number one over. Well, they didn't clinch the number one seed, but they are now the number one seed in the playoffs. Saints are number two. They've already they clinched last week. Rams are the number three seed at nine and four first in the NFC West. the football team is in the fourth seed at six and seven. the Seahawks fifth seed so they play Washington. Tampa Bay would then play the uh, Rams and the oh yes and then the Cardinals would play the Saints uh, as of right now. So that's the uh, NFC playoff picture the AFC playoff picture Chiefs clinched the West as well as the division and took the lead in the first place uh, for the first seed excuse me you got the Steelers in second Bills in third Titans at four Browns at five Colts at six the Dolphins at seven so I mean hey not a lot of changes um, but I mean I think I think the teams that are in the playoffs right now would would make for an interesting playoffs for sure Um, and I know, I know we talked a little bit about the AFC and how it is, it, it, there's a lot of good teams, but there's not a lot of competition for the chiefs. I mean, you've got the, the bills, the bills would play the Colts as of right now. The Titans Browns would be a good game. Even the Dolphins Steelers right now. I think all those games would be good. I feel like if any team goes, if whichever team has to go and plays the chiefs is almost an automatic loss in that divisional round. But who knows? It, right now, the playoffs are not set in stone, but they're looking more clear every week. We'll see. We'll see. Who, as of right now, Sandy, we talked about last week. Who's your favorite coming out of the out of both divisions?
1: Well, it's it's still the Chiefs. Uh, it's, in the NFC. That's you know, right now. I don't. You don't bet against quarterbacks, and I like. Obviously, you guys know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. Real quick, Drew. Uh, week 16 has maybe the best matchup remaining on the schedule. You're talking about the Titans and the Packers. And I'm looking at the Titans from last year when they played the Chiefs and, you know, arguably were half away from winning that football game. I look at them and, and wonder how they match up with the Chiefs because I really see it as them and the Bills as being the only teams that can really play with them. I mean, we were talking about the Browns being spotty. So, yeah, but yeah, the Chiefs are easily my front runner in the AFC, and honestly, even in the entire playoff picture moving forward, I'm not even sure he matches up with them really well out of the NFC. I'm thinking maybe the Rams, but even then, I just
0: think, I think the Rams. They're... Go yeah.
2: ahead, Stone. No, you got it. I'm, I'm. I'm right. I'm right with you. I know what you're about to say.
0: I think the Rams because they can match up with Tariq Hill with with, with that, and then with, with uh, Jalen, and then also. I don't know who their linebackers are, but I feel – and I, they have John Johnson III, who's a good DB for the Rams. They have a couple other guys who I feel like – I don't think you can guard Travis Kelsey, but I think you can contain him enough to where he's not he's not doing what he's been doing the last couple weeks because he's been fucking killing. Nope. It, as a former tight end, it's, it's been fun to watch Travis Kelsey play football.
1: Hey, but the number one way to, you know, the with the offenses evolving the way they are, there's a debate going on in, in the football circles about which position is more impactful, defensive tackle or a, a rush end, because the technically the defensive tackle has shorter, he's closer to the ball and can make an impact. You put Aaron Donald on that field against Mahomes and – I mean, we'll see. I think he impacts that game in such a way that you're talking about the guys they have on the perimeter who can guard people. I think, what, maybe Jalen Ramsey's the guy who could best match up with, with uh, Kelsey on the field. So, and I don't you, – you won't see a lot of that, I would imagine. But you just don't know what the Rams. You got 99 in the middle. And <laughs> all bets are off. Yeah.
0: Yep. I mean,
1: 100%. And a great punter. Hey,
0: Bill Belichick did say that that he uh, – that. Johnny Hecker might be the best at his position that he's ever seen.
1: Honestly, he's it's a very funny guy too. Yeah, Great guy, seen him on a uh, Dude Perfect. A yes, sir. Times. That's the video. Yeah.
0: So, but yeah, so I mean, I I I think the Chiefs have been the favorite since day one. I think they still are. I mean, you talk about Aaron Donald. Chiefs have a. Version not as good, don't but a, a small version of him. I shouldn't say small, but a don't say a lesser it. version in Chris Jones. You he he is not as good as Aaron Donald, but he is still a very good defensive tackle. We
2: just got this witness an Arkansas Pine Bluff punt. Yeah, talking about he's a stud. Uh, he has a nickname? What's his nickname?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It just. If anyone's familiar with Pond Bluff, yeah. Arkansas, the punter for the Browns is the least archetypal person to come from Pond Bluff.
2: He he they call him the Scottish Hammer. Oh right, that's that. Okay. He's, he's uh he's got a leg, boys and girls. The Browns
1: just punted, that's why Stone said that.
2: I had to I had to I had to ADHD that one and put that <laughs>
0: one. Because... I thought you were talking about Chris Jones or I was like, uh, I have no idea if he's a nickname. Yeah, no, no. Um, Pond But let's look ahead to week 15. Hey, week 15 comes, and you guys know what that means. Saturday football, boys. I know we've watched college football, but Saturday NFL will be playing some games. But first off, we've got a – hey, Sandy, you'll love this Thursday night game. You liked last Thursday nights. This Thursday night game, Chargers-Raiders in in Las Vegas. Should be a good game. Should be a good game. Then we've got uh, the Bills playing the Broncos on uh, Saturday. And then the – Panthers playing the Packers so Saturday football is not great football, but it is football.
1: This is true. This is like the one year where I'll actually say that the NFL will not cut into college football's ratings.
0: No. Because okay. of the games
1: that are being played in college this yes, weekend. Yes, sir.
0: And we, we will we will dive into that after our ad break here in a little
1: bit. Hey, Pats you know, Dolphins.
0: Pats Dolphins is the next game I was gonna say. That should be a good one. Um, those Cardinals are spicy. You've got the Bears, Vikings, Lions, Titans. Jags, Ravens, Texans, Colts, Buccaneers, Falcons, Seahawks, the football team, that's a good one, Niners, Cowboys, which was supposed to be Sunday night game, got flexed to the noon game.
1: <laughs> As they should. The 9 o'clock window.
0: Um
2: <laughs> about to get flexed in that third pick spot, baby.
0: <laughs> and then we've got the Eagles Cardinals, like Sandy mentioned, Jets, Rams, Chiefs Saints, which might be the best game of the weekend. But the game that got flexed out – or the game that got flexed into Sunday Night Football, the Browns Giants, um, huge, inf- huge playoff implications for both teams. Uh, and then the Monday night game, it might be just as worse as the crew – but we've got the Steelers Bengals on Monday night. Yeah,
1: it being knew they got into a good one. Joe Burrow going up against that vaunted Steelers defense, and now we have no Joe Burrow. Re- now, you get, re- now you get a hobbled and
0: Allen going against a very good uh, yeah. Steelers defense, or Ryan Finley, whichever one's going to be awesome. So, but that that's the matchups for Week 15. Um, again, you got some Saturday night Saturday football, but I probably would not tune in to watch those games. All Thursday night, and then the two Saturday games are on NFL Network. So if you don't even have NFL Network. Uh, you're not missing much, but we will keep you updated yeah. on that. Um, but that does it for our NFL recap and preview of uh, week 15. We're going to head to a quick ad timeout here from our sponsors, Anchor.fm. When we come back, we'll be talking about college football and the conference championships. We've made it to the conference championship games. Let's hear it from our real Fest. All right, boys, and we're back now talking about college football in the week that was for week 15 uh, in the college football uh, world. Uh, Not a lot of, not a a ton of games being played this weekend, but there were some interesting ones. Before I start, shout out to Bill Weber and the Utes for upsetting Colorado, giving them their first loss of the season. Huge shout out to Bill and the boys. uh, Knew they would pull out a surprise game at some point. But let's dive right into it. There's a handful of games. Uh, well, before we get in that, shout-out to Coastal Carolina for staying undefeated. Uh, winning the – I don't remember, like, the, whatever conference they're in, they won the, the East Sun Belt? Division. Yeah, the, they Yeah, the Sunbelt East Conference. Division Division champions. So, they've won their 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 division. They're in the conference championship this upcoming weekend. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, Sandy had a tough weekend with the Patriots losing to the Rams. But what Bama did to Arkansas was a crime in, in 49 states,
1: but not uh, – not it's pretty bad. Game. Yeah, it was pretty bad, Drew, but the good thing about it is we kind of knew it was going to happen. The only question is would they cover, and they certainly did. I mean, but it's it was no less, no more than what we expected. Alabama's that good. Dude, okay, Matt Jones is good. Najee Harris is good. Um, that offensive line's a bunch of freaks. Their backup running back is good, but Devonta Smith, man, is, is – it, maybe as good receivers I've seen in college football honestly in a while. It, it, different skill set than some, but he's he's amazing.
2: Bro, we had them. I'm not gonna I I'm not like being over dramatic or over. Like, <laughs> we had them on the ropes. I'm not even kidding when it <laughs> because we were our defense was playing very well. Our offense wasn't doing great by any means, but we were moving the ball. And it was coming to the point where it was like they were not locked in at all. They were not locked in. You could tell they didn't want to be there or they didn't just care that much because they knew they were going to win. But it was getting to the point where if, if, we were, if we would have made it creep into the second quarter more, it would have turned into one of those, I think, in my opinion, it would have turned into one of those games where it was like, oh, crap, we didn't jump on them early, and now they have the confidence and they're going to stay in this game for whatever reason. But then uh we punt it to Devonta Smith and they wall everybody off to their sideline and then he runs he basically runs right by everybody, right down the middle of the field and scores a touchdown. And then from then on out, it was just a just a yeah, it was bad. But we were we were about two to me, we we're about two minutes away from them going, what the hell is going on? Because Mac Jones looked bad. Najee Harris was slipping and sliding everywhere, couldn't get his feet, and then you know, they get the easy field, special teams bad, and then they then they just blow the doors
0: off. Well, I don't know if Arkansas plays a bowl game this year. So I want to get your guys' final thoughts on the Arkansas season as a whole and what you guys are what you guys are feeling for the future to be a Hogs fan. Stone, I'm gonna start with you.
2: This season went about as good as we possibly could have hoped for. We were about two blown calls away. I'll never blame it on the calls like those calls themselves like you, you're you supposed to put yourself in a position to always win anyways on your own. You don't, you don't, You shouldn't never leave it in the hands of the rest, but the calls were blown. And it's very easy to say that if they went the other way, we would, we would have won two more games. So if we would have won five, we were very easily a five win team this year, which I think if you would have told us that we were definitely going to win five games, I would have freaked out because I knew it was against all sec teams. So <laughs> I think, like... I think that we did a great great job and sam pitman is a great coach and i don't know what happened because i'm not watching it i just i just turned it off what happened
0: nothing the guy a player ran into the goal post a oh. hail mary play it, it was nothing special <laughs>
2: I don't know. Sandy got a pretty good kick out of
1: it. Bet, well, the funny part to me was It's they're throwing a at the throwing of Hell Mary. The half Baker telling his guys, "Go down the field. Go down the field." He's trying to get in the end zone. He throws that five yards at the back of the end zone. No one has a chance.
0: Yeah, that was pretty funny.
2: <laughs> oh, the Razorbacks did a good job this year. I like Sam Pittman as a coach. We had some weird games, and we didn't get the wins from them. But I'm very pleased with how we played. We That boy, Traylon Burks, he must be from the 501. Yes. Because he is built different.
0: Sandy, your thoughts about the Arkansas season as a whole and their future potentially?
1: Well, Stone's right, man. We keep it in the family here in Arkansas, and, and my cousin's been balling out. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you told people before the season that Arkansas would be 3-7, and seven, we would have signed up for that in a heartbeat. I know some people that would have given their left hand for that. And the, the team actually looks like they have promise and they have direction, which you couldn't say for the last, God, I don't know, six years. So it's good. And, and Stone's right, the record could be even better than what it was, but the best thing about it for a small state like us is they really do – Reflect who we are as a people. Like we're a state that's not talked about. No one thinks about Arkansas. We're kind of like, like we've all, we have this underdog mentality, but we always fight. And that team showed that this year, even when they lost. So it, it's uh, things are looking up, Drew. Probably the most optimistic a fan base has been since, uh, oh god, probably 2015. Freaking Brett Bielema, man, still making money off us. There,
0: there there's our there's an Arkansas um, talk for the season. I they. they <laughs> Are they going to play in a bowl game this year?
1: Dude, I hope if it's Texas. If it's Texas, can't turn that down. Even if it's just walk on set play, we need to play Texas.
2: Tough. Cornfield.
0: Well, hell
1: yeah. Well, Asphalt. One can
0: hope. One can hope. But let's move on. We had the uh, annual Army Navy game, uh, Fog Bowl 2.0. If you watched any of it, um, you pretty much only saw about half the field. I mean, they were running triple option anyway, which is always a fun sight to see, but not a very entertaining game. Army won uh, 15-0, but uh, I've got nothing to say about it. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. I only ever catch about a quarter of it anyway because it does get a little boring every once in a while, and if there's not good quarterback play, then then the game is not great, but it is fun to watch at least a quarter of it. It was hard to watch because it was the foggiest it's been in a while.
1: I, lo- I love watching it. It's something I make a point of sitting down to watch every year because there isn't really a game like it. And But it is kind of fun to go back in time and watch that style of football. And, and it's to be admired the way they play. I mean, it, it truly is all 11 guys. And I, I don't know. There's just something about that game I love watching. Also, Drew, I don't get hyped for uniform reveals, but every single year, Army, Navy, dude, freaking fire. So yes, it is. Sir. They do a great I job.
0: Wasn't I a fan of Navy's uniforms this year? Yeah. Armies no. was Army's was sick, but Navy's weren't great. But I mean they still they're still good. I like the reveal, yeah. like you said. Um it it is cool to see. I, I I did not like this year that they had to play with other major games going on because i I'd rather tune into other games where normally it's just the Army Navy weekend, basically. There's but if there was
1: weekend. one year to do it, it was this year when it was really hard to watch.
0: Yeah, no, that and is not that, comparing that is true. Um now let's hop, let's hop, let's hop to um, a team that Stone's been high on for majority of the year, but they got hung by
1: <laughs> phrasing.
0: almost 40 points. North Carolina beats Miami 62 to 26. I believe they had 500 plus yards rushing uh, on the game. It. I did not watch a minute of this game. I'll be honest with you guys, uh, but I did not need to because
1: I'm going to waste the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Miami got smoked.
2: So Ma- Manny Diaz worked for Matt Brown at Texas. Mm-hmm. And there was a game. I don't remember what game it was, but somebody rushed. They did the same thing. It was like the almost the exact same rushing stats happened mm-hmm. to Texas's defense. And Matt Brown fired him on the spot. So Matt Brown had the upper upper hand in this because he knew Manny didn't have his teams ready to stop the run. Maybe he could stop throws to seven, throw seven to 17, but he couldn't do break, the, he couldn't accomplish the first roll and stop the run. So, uh, yeah, I, I saw that score after the first quarter and it was like, I think it was like in the, like North Carolina already had like 20 something and it was like three. And I was like, 20, 20 something to three in the first quarter. I was like, this is going to suck. And it was way worse than I thought it was going to be in the end.
0: I mean, North Carolina looked good. I know Sandy said that there's a scout out there that says North Carolina has – a scout anonymously said that North Carolina has a lot of talent on that roster. I mean, they've produced some some guys in the draft the last couple of years. Um, but, I, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky is the only name I can think of, and that guy sucks. But uh, he had a good weekend, though. He did have a good weekend. But uh, let's go to the the biggest upset of the weekend – LSU pulls it off against Florida in a down season for LSU. They have a bright spot beating an eight-and-one team at the time. Um, I mean, so it, it's a huge surprise, especially seeing LSU's offense kind of suck the last couple weeks. Um, I believe they found their quarterback, though. <clears throat> what is it? Brad Johnson's kid, Mac Johnson, had himself a decent game. I mean, not a great game. But as a freshman going to uh, – they played in Gainesville, correct?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. I, I believe it was in Gainesville. I cannot picture the field. Yeah. I believe it was in Gainesville. Yes. Um so a freshman quarterback.
2: That's why quarterback, that loss was so significant because they lost at home.
0: <laughs> yeah. So a freshman quarterback winning in Gainesville is pretty big and doesn't taint Florida's season, but it does make it tougher for them to get into the to the college football playoff for sure, especially uh with two losses. So um makes it a little bit more likely that uh, one loss to Notre Dame team fall or slips slides its way in. Uh maybe you know, A&M, so we'll, we'll see, but they lose, Uh Kyle Pitts didn't play for Florida, <clears throat> I believe someone else got hurt for them as well, so they weren't at full strength, but still they, LSU is not a good football team, so.
2: It, not at all, and yeah,
0: <clears throat> I mean, so.
2: and you have that off, they had like 600 yards of offense and they lost because of, mm-hmm. they because they were undisciplined, or indis. how do you say it, undisciplined. And turnovers. Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't matter how many yards you have. If you're not going to put points on the board, it doesn't it, – it's all for nothing.
0: Charles, Kyle Trask had three picks, correct? Or is it two?
2: I think he had two and a fumble.
0: Okay. So he I know he had three turnovers, but I thought it was three picks. Um, so he did not play a good game, but – I mean, it, it, honestly, it hurts his Heisman race. I, I think Mac Jones is by far the, the the leader. And I think even if somehow Bama were to lose to Florida or Mac Jones doesn't have a great game, I think he still wins the Heisman Trophy now with with uh, Florida being a two loss team. But uh, I, wanna, I wanna mention this, Auburn gets a win this weekend, but Gus Monzone is fired. He's no longer that coach. I don't know if that's a win or a loss for Auburn because uh, he was a good coach for them for a couple of years, but he's kind of been bad the last couple of years. So who knows? <laughs> Drew, I'll say this.
2: Before the game started, some people said that Florida had their foot in the door to make it into the top oh, four. Oh, boy. Here we yeah. go. But then also some people said, because they were playing LSU, they were a shoe-in to make it into the top four. But now, I guess, I mean, they're, they're a shoe-out, I guess. The shoe's on the other foot. Yeah, I mean, I somebody, somebody also said, that they run the run and
1: shoot. <laughs> <God>. All right. <laughs> Working overtime for those. <laughs> really is the worst. That's, that's horrible. How- Gosh. We all played this Dan sport, Dan, so we can comment on, you, on that too. Did
2: you see Dan Mullen, what he said? <laughs> yeah. This man said he wasn't trying to do it on purpose. He was just celebrating, and he got caught up in the moment and just launched Buddy's
1: shoe. right. It landed right by the hey. back judge. Dan Mullen is screwing up. He screwed up in the press conference after the game. He screwed up in that moment. He screwed up in the in the year before uh, when A and M when they played them in College Station. He was talking about the fans and how that was the only difference maker. So I I don't know what Dan Mullen said in the moment, Stone, but I can imagine what would Vince Lombardi have said if he saw his player throw a shoe, bro.
2: I I I imagine he would say, "What the hell's
1: going on out (laughs) here?" Exactly. Well, <laughs> gotta, yeah.
0: t- tough on them, tough on them. Uh, that, that moment will definitely that game because of the upset will go down, but because of that play and that whole series, that whole whatever, that will happen. Um, yep, it, it, it'll be mem- remembered as a meme for a long time. Um, but let's jump ahead to Week 16, the college um, conf- or the conference championship weekend. Uh, we've got a lot of big games. Uh, a non conference or non conference championship game. AM plays Tennessee. I, if AM wins, they have a better chance of being in, but who knows?
1: They're smoking Tennessee. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, some games. I think they gotta smoke them to get in. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, is, is the Pac 12 playing a championship game this weekend? Is yes. it Oregon, USC?
2: Yep. Because Washington doesn't have enough players.
1: Yeah, their entire it. offensive line's out, even the walk-ons. Wild
2: contact tracing, bro.
1: Yep, that's what kills teams. But it won't kill Hendrix this year.
2: No, walks on wood. Really. Uh oh, Drew's dog is barking.
1: That's the best part.
0: No, nah, he was crying. He he knew, he wanted to go outside. Um. Okay, so that's the that's the Pac-12 championship game. I guess Oregon USC. Do you guys see a way of USC somehow getting into the college football playoff?
1: Do I see a way of getting them into the college football playoff? I haven't even seen a damn game of theirs this season, if except for when USC, they played Arizona State.
2: If USC gets into the playoff, I'm
1: done. No, there's no chance, Drew. There's I'm, no chance.
2: I, I
0: just I'm I, done. I just wanted to ask a question. I knew the answer, but I just wanted to ask the question. Okay, this
1: up. is this is the whole argument.
2: Like, what happened to Florida is the whole argument. Why? You don't yeah. put them, and we see like with Ohio State. I realize they've beaten up on people, but even the College Football Committee, what they put, they posted this a couple of days ago. They said their best win was Penn State. <laughs> Penn State.
1: Cincinnati has a higher has a higher strength of schedule as calculated yeah. by the
2: FBI. Yes. and to be honest, I would rather see them. But yeah. here's the thing: we've seen a dominant air quote. Ohio State get beat by a lesser team, by one player, two players, Marcus Bailey, Rondell Moore. They went in there and busted them boys' ass a few years ago. So we yeah! Seeing them lose. We, we know they can lose to a lesser opponent. So you definitely got to make them play. Hey, and Dabo Sweeney, you know what he said? He said, what you're doing if you put them in, you're giving full credit to a student that didn't show up half the time when they don't deserve it. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes no sense to put them in. And it's – you. we talk about all the time we want to get these – we want to get the best team in. My God, we got Cincinnati right there, bro. Right there and gives the, gives the group of five a chance. Finally.
0: Hey, I just – I just wanted to ask the question. I knew the answer, like I said just wanted to ask the question, see if there's any kind of hope. Uh, Ohio State, the, well, no. the Big the Big Ten uh, made an announcement that Ohio State, they only had to play, I think, six games to have a championship game. And so it's now Ohio State Northwestern playing for the Big Ten championship game. Um, I don't know if this is, is really considered a championship game because Ohio State is favored by 20 and a half. So <laughs>
1: right. um, we'll mm. see. Hey, right, serious disrespect, for the fighting Pat Fitzgeralds.
0: It'll be a good game. It really will because because he's a good coach and that team's a well, a they're, they're a good coach. team. They just don't have the athletes on Ohio State has. It's no. as simple as that.
2: they um, just got a bunch of Reese Davises.
1: Wow, what an idiot.
0: Um, next up, this is another question I'll ask you guys, but we got Oklahoma going to Iowa. Well, I don't think it's going to, but they're playing Iowa State. Uh, if Iowa State wins this game, do they make it into
1: the playoffs? Question. One. A, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, the college football playoff committee meets tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking, man. Iowa State. Two losses is is not. It's not great.
0: But and their first loss was to Louisiana College, so
1: and not not to Louisiana College, for Le- the University of Louisiana. If they lost to Louisiana College, it'd be a problem. <laughs> My bad. We play Louisiana <laughs> College.
2: Not
0: <laughs> bad. Louisiana. It
1: wasn't us.
2: <laughs> I've never lost to them.
0: Um, no. But so, so, Ohio, so Iowa State, Oklahoma. I, I mean, I think Oklahoma wins this game.
1: Man, I mean, it's a, Iowa State, even when it's on names, you watch out, unless you're Louisiana.
0: Uh, it's, it's tough. I, I, I just think Oklahoma is just more talented. If this was being played in Iowa State, it might be a different story, but I believe it's going to be played in, uh, uh, AT&T World, J-World, potentially. I have no idea, actually. Um, but I'm just assuming that's where the last Big 12 championship games have been. So uh, – or Big 12, excuse me. So I think it will be played there. Now we go to uh, Coastal Carolina playing the, the Louisiana school I just mentioned, the Raging Cajuns, um, for the Sun Belt Championship. Coastal Carolina wins this game, wins it by, let's say, 20 points. Do they make it to the New Year's Six Bowl game?
1: Yes. They'll make so, it to a new year six, but not the playoff. Potentially. Well, they're playing Louisiana Lafayette. Stone, we were talking about this today. This isn't a matter of who's going to win this game. It's a matter of who's going to lose their coach first. <laughs> yeah, Facts. Jimmy Chadwell at Coastal Carolina and Billy Napier at Louisiana. Both names are being thrown around for big jobs. They've been working on
2: an extension for Chadwell, but
1: – Good I, luck. I,
2: I don't know if you could pay
1: him. Not what Tennessee will offer.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's like – and they'll, and that's the thing. We talk about all these coaches that get these crazy contracts. It's because that's what the big schools do. Yep. So I'll give you this insane contract with this insane buyout if you just come be our coach for a couple years. The hours. last
1: two Arkansas contracts would be mentioned as examples in any textbook. Yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> and then with Gus, he's getting 21. He's getting 10. He's getting Ridiculous. 10 and a half in the next 30 days. That's crazy, bro.
1: Alabama crazy. would pay double that to keep him there.
2: <laughs> Facts. Uh-huh. I don't know. Auburn's done pretty good against Alabama. I was, yeah. They've gotten blown out a couple of times. I'll give them that. But they, with Gus there, they won some big ones. Third, yep. 2013, holy crap. In Gus's first year, I mean. Auburn Benjamin. Legend. Problems.
0: So, but well, yeah, so we got Coastal Louisiana playing. Uh, expect Coastal. Hopefully, Coastal wins that and goes undefeated because I'd love to see that. Um it's kind of funny the Coastal Carolina game, Louisiana game, and then this Tulsa Cincinnati game are. If we had a to ranked top four, those are three and four for me because you know the other the ACC and big or SEC games are better. But Tulsa Cincinnati that, that Cincinnati is favored by fourteen points, but Tulsa's been a tough beat all year long, so it'll Real. be it'll be a close game. Um. For sure,
2: I just want to say shout out to Blake. Hinton, uh, Chuba calls it quits for the season, and then <laughs> looks like they were supposed to all year. Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I tell you what though, Drew, Coastal and Cincinnati both win, and we get to see, i love to see them in the New Year Six Bowl. Like, see, them play each other. That'd be
0: fun. See, a part of me wants to, but I also want to see them play against a, a, a power five. Team. Yeah. That, so, that uh, way too, because I think just, they're well
1: coached, especially just, just to
0: prove that teams could do that. I think, I think, like I said, I think this would be a year to have a second playoff, have them play, have them play I'd a power five it. team, and then potentially play each other uh, just, just to see, you know, different teams play. I think that'd be a great idea, but I don't never, I doubt it's going to happen. But uh now to the two best games, we're going to start off in Bama, uh, Again well, Bama going of against course. Florida. I'm saving the best for last, baby. You gotta save the best for last. Um, but a part of me, I mean the reason why I'm doing this is because Bama's favored by 17 against Florida, who, you know, the over under is 75 points. Stone, are you taking the over or are you taking the under?
2: I'm taking the over because Florida's defense is bad. Yeah. And I think Bama's gonna score fifty again. It's gonna be one of those games. I think it'll be fifty high forties, fifty to like 20 27 yeah. something like that.
0: I I I, could, I I can see Florida scoring some points cuz I do think trash if Pitts plays I could see them scoring 30 to 20 points so yeah if I'm if I'm a betting man I'm taking the over on that one. Um, but yeah I, Bama is going to win this game and they're going to win it big. Uh, Florida Florida I believe they what, gave 41 points up to Texas A&M in week 2. Yeah, and something like that. Bama only let a like, AM score, like, 17 points. Bama scoring 50 points. I remember Ole
1: Miss put a ton on them. Yeah. Well, I, but that, that, that Bama team, there's no relative weaknesses to them.
0: Yeah. It, it Bama, Bama, has a, Bama has the strongest team this year. Now, to the best game of the year rematch of a couple weeks ago, Clemson and Notre Dame clemson is favored by 10 and a half in this one unfortunately wow but uh i mean i I, i'm here for it i'm talking all notre dame i i I know i've been i know i've been saying oh clemson's gonna win this game but it's the week of boys and i gotta give them all my energy to saying notre dame's gonna win this game they're they're gonna win this game i don't care what you guys say i'm on the notre dame bandwagon now uh i mean i i wouldn't call i'm on their bandwagon but i'm on their I'm on their, their side and I have full belief that we're gonna go in there and win this game. We're gonna have a good game plan for Trevor. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna stop him, but we're gonna find a way. Uh, and hopefully by stopping him, we also can stop 18 or travel. I don't wanna say his last name, but, okay. but the running back um, for them. And we come out and, and have a good offense performance. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. If we can score points on offense, it'll be a better game. And if our defense can get a couple stops, who knows? Uh, who knows? But what are what are your guys' thoughts? I know you guys. I know you guys are not in Book, the same boat hey, as me.
2: <laughs> Book's legs last game. The thinking on the fly. Clemson could not. They couldn't deal with it. Now yeah. I would not be surprised if they did the whole thing where it was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna play them this way, so we don't show our stuff for when we play them again in the championship, so we yeah. catch them by surprise." Yeah. So yeah. if we win this're it's cool but we know we're going to the championship and we beat them then we're in anyways yeah. so I think they were I'm not gonna sit there and say they were willing to lose the game but maybe I would not be surprised if that if that was a, was a strategy but hey, Ian book balled out last time and they deserved to win and you know I love my boy Kyron Williams yeah. he is a baller man that's that's Austin Eckler, and I appreciate his game
0: yeah all right totally agree I definitely think I definitely think it's gonna be a good game no matter what um, at least at least for a half no I know Clemson and Notre Dame played a couple of years ago and Clemson completely de- demolished us in the college football playoff um, but we have seen them once uh, I mean I think I think everyone knew once Notre Dame came into the ACC championship or ACC division this was probably gonna be the uh, championship game for the ACC so uh all I can say is I've got high hopes. I cannot watch. Cannot wait to watch this game uh, on uh, on Saturday. My eyes will be glued to the TV. I'll be I'll be uh, in Nashville actually with Gage for his bachelor party, but I will be watching this game. Probably a little, probably a little tipsy. Um, so there might be some tweets that are thrown out there that I'll regret later. But it is what it is. But that'll do it for the college football section of our time. Um, Hey, good episode, boys. We had a fun time recapping what happened in the NFL. Looking forward to it. Same with the uh, college football. We'll be coming back to you guys next week talking about uh, week 15 stuff as well as recapping the conference championships. You guys have a good weekend. Continuing Christmas shopping. uh, Enjoy this Christmas movie – or Christmas music, excuse me. Um, but if you do watch Christmas movie, watch the Polar Express because it's the best one. Sandy, what's your favorite Christmas movie to watch?
1: Oh, that's that's a good one, Drew. Polar Express is pretty freaking good. It's a childhood staple. It's all got to have my head, so I'll, I'll, I'll ride with you on that.
0: Mr. Whoa. Paul, what about you?
2: I mean, you got to put the Christmas story in there. That's a, that's a classic. Home Alone is also great. Um, I was a terror child like him. So... That's a good one. If you're going for a little bit more hardcore action, Die Hard. Don't die Hard it. is definitely it's a not Christmas a Christmas movie. movie. It is not it's a, definitely Christmas a Christmas movie. movie. John McClane is Santa Claus technically in that movie. It is, so, it is not a Christmas movie. Get,
0: get out
1: of here with that.
2: So that. um I would go I will go with the Christmas story. Just
1: sit down and watch a bunch of Hallmark over the next two the weeks, fellas.
2: Christmas story kill, kill dude let oh. her. Absolutely. Stone. It's a clinker. That is like, <laughs> dude, when this st- fragile. <laughs> yes, bro.
0: Don't, do you know, do you know where, uh, the Christmas story is, is, uh,
2: it's in Indiana.
0: Yes, sir. Greatest Christmas movie. Now I will say the Christmas story plays 24 seven from Christmas Eve to Christmas day, um, for like, you know, a whole day. So that's the only you. time I really watched it because it's like that's like like a family tradition is to watch it on Christmas morning. Pretty much watch it through the whole day with my family. Um,
1: Whoa! <clears throat> next how week, we hey,
0: hey, next week, be prepared, boys. We're coming and we're ranking the top our top five Christmas movies. I'm with that. That, that is how you. that is how we will start the episode next week. It's spicy. Um. So. Uh, And we'll run a poll as well so that our fans can interact and you guys can interact. Tell us your top Christmas movies. We'll do some polls next week for some Christmas stuff. We'll be on the lookout for that, but that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy this Christmas song as we play out.